Hello and happy new year. I hope 2023 is off to a great start for you. I am currently recording this in the old year in 2022. It is the final week though. We are days away from new year's day, but I really wanted to record this episode. I was thinking of you, maybe you're back into your routine, back on the grind, you know, back on your regular schedule with school drop-offs and chores and it kind of feels good, right? Like Tell me it feels good because during the holidays, it gets a little buck wild. It gets crazy. It's, you know, laying in your pajamas on the couch is is great, but I mean, we really don't get to do that as moms. <laughs> Let's be honest. We are just constantly cleaning and entertaining. So anyways, I hope that new routine that you're getting back into the swing into feels really good. I hope the new year is treating you well. Now, If you do not make a New Year's resolution, we are going to dive into that today. You do not have to. Number one, I just want to set that standard. Like you do not have to make a resolution. Like life is lifing. You are hustling every day, working towards a better life, whether you do it intentionally or not. Wow. I like that. You are working towards a better life, whether you are trying to do it or not, right? Like every day when you wake up, it's, and every day when you, you know, feed the baby or you're pumping maybe making snacks, cleaning up, like you're doing those things to have a better life, to make a better life for your kids. Oh my gosh. So you don't need a resolution on top of that. You just don't. If you want one, because there's something specific in your life, which we did talk about resolutions in a previous episode. So if you've not listened to that, go back and give it a listen. Because I did talk about the difference between making a resolution, like a lifestyle change versus a goal. And I talked about some really successful resolutions I have made in the past and stuck with. So give that a listen. Today, I'm going to talk about um, how to basically momify a new year's resolution. Like what's a really appropriate resolution for moms. We're going to dive into that and then how to break it down into actionable steps so that you can keep this up through the entire year. Maybe it's something you're going to be doing monthly. Maybe it's a daily thing you're going to add in, which if you're like me, you might just cringe a little bit and thought like, Oh, I have to add something into my already (laughs) packed day. Yikes. All right. So just out of curiosity, I Googled um, the most popular New Year's resolutions. And they're so cheesy. Like, these are so 1999. I don't know. I just feel like these must be the same every year. And I actually did click around and I there's a theme. The, they are the same every, every year. Um, it's just like how many people actually make it a resolution versus don't commit to it. So just just so you're you're seeing what like the general public is doing which you are different we are different but this is what everyone else is doing and maybe why you've shied away from new year's resolutions in the past but here they go. here we go top resolutions in america for 2023 to exercise more to eat healthier to lose weight to save more money i'm going from like the most popular one down the totem pole should i have done reverse maybe but anyways <laughs> to save more money, spend more time with family and friends, spend less time on social media, reduce stress on the job, and then reduce spending. Okay. So I feel like those are really generic. And now like, yes, we could all make those resolutions as well. But I did, I put up a questions box asking my community, what is your new resolution? And I want to go through these which I have not fully read through them all yet. And I also want to break them down for you to be able to achieve if you want to do these as well and you're a mom. All right. Okay. So let's talk about the working out one because that is really popular. And for moms, especially new moms, maybe you have like 
a little while, like a baby, baby, newborn, little sweet, oh my gosh, baby with you right now. And you're like, I cannot wait to get back into a schedule. I'm going to like 2023 is going to be my year. I'm going to like find my groove. I'm going to do my workouts. Like I've been there three times of, you know, maybe the baby's four or five months old and you just haven't found your routine, maybe seven, eight, maybe your baby's a year and you are just not in the swing of things because Babies change all the time. Their schedules change. Their eating habits change. Sleeping habits. They switch from breast milk to regular. There's just like so many things in that first year. It is hard for you to find your pocket of time when their window of time, their schedules just move and fluctuate so much. It is hard to get into a regular routine. Anyways, so this is a popular one that came in, staying consistent with working out. So how are we as moms supposed to stay consistent with working out? Well, number one, you got to find a workout program, whether it's mine or something else that you actually enjoy doing and you look forward to, because let's be honest, it's hard to find time to do the things that we enjoy doing. Now, if we have to find time for, to do something that we don't enjoy, it's going to make it so much harder for us to really initiate that and like make it happen and prioritize it. So find a workout routine that you like, find workouts that you enjoy. Maybe it's a dance class. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's hit workouts. Maybe it's running. Maybe you're going to get back into running this year. And maybe it's a combination of all of those, but make sure you find something that you like and enjoy and it makes it just easy. I'm all about ease. Okay. If we can make it easier for you and easier for ourselves, oh, that's what I'm all about. So find something that's going to be easy for you to do in terms of enjoyment. Like we are going to like doing this. Number two, um, I would say to keep it short, to keep your workouts short. Now, If you're like, Kim, I want to do a full 45 minutes to an hour. Like that feels good. That's great. Now that's great. I like that for you, but start with a shorter commitment. So on those days when it feels really hard to work out and you're thinking to yourself, it's got to be an hour, like the 15, 20 minutes might feel more doable and you're more likely to, to start, to start the workout because it'll be done in 15, 20 minutes. But then once you get in it, it'll feel better. Those are a couple things. Um, I mean, there, there are so many. So let's also talk about how to stay motivated. There is no, there is no like motivation bank that you can just like cash in on and like, you can't like deposit motivation in there for later. Like that's just not how it works. It's, it's really discipline, which can be tricky when you're tired or having sleepless nights and you got kids, like it's just, it's just harder. Right. So when you're not feeling motivated, it comes down to discipline. And I like hate saying it like that. Cause I come from such like uh, what's the word? Like, a, like I've had a, I was really disciplined with myself in the past and not like the, a good way. I would say maybe, maybe you can relate to that. So when I talk about discipline now, it just it has a different meaning. And I don't want to like poke a sore spot on you if you can relate to that. So what I recommend is to committing. So when you say workout, I want to stay consistent with working out. Consistent could be three days a week. Because if you work out consistently three days a week for an entire year versus someone who does seven workouts a week and then takes like a week off and then they do like two workouts, you know, it's just like consistency. If you're looking for consistency, what can you be consistent with on a hard week? Make that your goal. So if it's three days a week and then a few weeks go by and you're feeling really good and you're doing four or five workouts a week and you're exceeding your goal, that's awesome. And it's also going to help you. It's going to give you that quick win of like, wow, I did all my workouts already. and It's only Wednesday. And it's going to help you get the rest or like other workouts done. Like you are going to exceed your expectations basically. And it's going to make you feel better versus setting a high goal for yourself that is not attainable on those tough weeks. And you're going to have to cancel or reschedule or someone's sick and 
it's just not getting done and you're going to be down on yourself, which you don't have to be down on yourself. But I'm just talking from experience. Like I get in my head if I had a really high goal for myself and I didn't reach it. So having a smaller goal isn't a bad thing. So three days a week, is is that something you can be consistent with on a tough week? Sign up for that. (laughs) Also writing it down somewhere will help you leaving things out. I don't know what tip number I'm on. I feel like this is like number four, leaving things out, like your workout equipment, your workout clothes. Maybe you're displaying them somewhere pretty on like your dresser or in your closet. You hang them up somewhere nice and you have outfits like pre-picked out. I say this, like I have this beautiful wardrobe. I feel like I don't have the nicest workout clothes. I have like cute, you know, okay stuff, but I, I don't have like the latest and greatest and you don't have to. But if you could somehow, I mean, I, I do pick out my outfits the night before because having them ready to go just makes it that much easier. But leaving little bits of like fitness around your house will help you identify as a person who works out consistently. And that's what we're going for here. You are looking for this lifestyle change. You are looking to be the type of person who exercises regularly. So how do we identify as that woman? you are going to have workout clothes in your closet. You're going to have sneakers on the floor. Like you're going to have workout equipment at your house or maybe maybe you go to a gym. So it's like a gym bag you have ready to go. Leave it somewhere visual so that it's a reminder to you. I like this. (laughs) I'm like, what can I do for myself here? I'm looking around my room. All right, one other thing with staying consistent with your workouts is accountability accountability at some level. It might look different for everyone. It could be something as little as having a calendar or your schedule printed out somewhere on the wall and you can cross off those days and like that alone could hold you accountable. Some need a little bit more. Maybe we need a a workout buddy, an accountability partner. Uh, For me, it's my Instagram... (laughs) Honestly, I've talked about this before, but knowing that you are watching my stories, like that holds me accountable. You don't even have to like say, Kim, you didn't work out today. Like I feel a level of accountability that keeps me showing up. So on days when I don't want to work out, I think about you. I think about you going on Instagram and be like, oh, Kim's not working out today. No big deal. I mean, you probably don't, it doesn't matter, but in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, that's just, that's just what works for me. And I know it's not for everyone to like post your workouts online. I get it. I, I've been there. Honestly, when, my, when I first started my Instagram, I kind of did it anonymously. Like I didn't want my friends and family to know I was posting like workouts and workout selfies. Ooh, I was so embarrassed. So yeah, I get it. Like it's not for everyone. And that's why I created my mom fuel community. This is a closed private membership for moms only. And it's a safe place for you to check in. So I I love my mom fuelers. We call each other MFers because that's just, I don't know, it was the best name. And it's great if you're early in your pregnancy and you have, if you are really just craving support and you don't want to announce it to your world yet. Um, if you're struggling with workouts in your first, second, third trip master, wherever you're at, um, it's a great place to connect with these other women who are either in that exact same boat as you or we're just there. Okay. So we've got moms in there, pregnant women, um, even soon, like future moms, veteran moms. And that's where actually I upload new workouts every month with my ambassadors. Um, I do live Q and A calls. So I love that for you for accountability. It's a place, like I said, to check in. We do our own 
accountability challenges in there. It's awesome. So make sure you have some level of accountability, whether it's your husband to check in with, if it's like I said, just simple as that calendar printed out something. And it has to be up, like you have to determine like what's going to hold you accountable because you know yourself best. You know your ways of like sneaking around, like cutting corners and being like, well, like what is going to hold you accountable? What is going to hold you accountable? All right. So think about that. Okay. So those are just a few. I want to move on because there are more than just exercise. All right. Um, someone said being a fit mama and giving birth to a healthy baby this summer, or in the summer. That is so sweet. Yeah. Okay. So similar, right? Being a fit mom. How are we going to be a fit mom? What are we going to do? Okay. So let's break it down this way. Monthly versus weekly versus daily. What is a fit mom doing monthly? She's pregnant too. So maybe she is going and getting a massage once a month, a prenatal massage, or if you're a mom, you're getting a regular massage, which you need if you have a child and you're carrying them, picking them up, just daily tap. We need a massage. Do that once a month for yourself. Maybe it's a girl's day, like a health inspired girl's day. Oh, that sounds <laughs> health inspired. Like maybe you start coordinating these girls' days with your friends, but you sprinkle in a little health. You're like, hey guys, I want to get together. What do you say we go check out this new juice bar? And we go to like a cycling class together, or we could go on a hike. You guys want to go with me on Saturday, 10 a.m.? I'll bring the trail mix. <laughs> like, I think that'd be cool. Once a month, once a month, what can you do? What would this fit mom do once a month? Think about it that way. Weekly. What are we doing weekly to be fit moms? Maybe you're meal prepping once a week, or maybe you're sitting down and um, just like planning out your meals, not like making them because not all of us <laughs> meal prep, but maybe you're like, okay, I'm going to plan out the meal. So it's one less thing to think about during the week. Cause I know as a fit mom, I'm a busy person. I got a lot going on and I don't have to think about it. So maybe you're like pinning recipes. Maybe you're, um, p- planning out your workouts once a week. What are you doing once a week? And then daily, what are we doing daily? Maybe it's exercising, stretching, getting outside for some movement, All right. Someone said, if it doesn't serve me, I'm not doing it. Sounds more positive in my head than right now. (laughs) I know what you're saying. Good vibes only. Good vibes only. This is a New Year's resolution from Kristen. She said, again, if it doesn't serve me, I'm not doing it. Well, (laughs) I do a lot of things that are not for myself that do not serve me, or at least feel like they don't serve me. So this is going to be like very individual to each person. Um, But yeah, I definitely am on board with like, let's do what feels good. And things that aren't going to drain you, basically. That's that's what I can get on board with. Is this draining my energy? Is there someone else or a different way it could get done without me being involved? I'm just thinking, like, things that drain me, like, that you kind of have to show up for anyways. But, I, I mean, I'm about it. Like, if it's going to drain you, we don't want that in your life. We want you healthy, energized, and feeling good, okay? We're just going to leave it there. <laughs> oh, I like this one from Kelly. To live more simply. Remember when simplifying minimalist, minimalist, minimalism became like trendy. I feel like it was like 2019, 2020. And then I I mean, at least that's when I like started learning more about it. There's a documentary about it. And then Marie Kondo or whoever did, does this bring joy to my life? You know what I'm talking about. That whole live simply movement came about. And I love that. So let's talk about how you could break that down. And as a mom, okay, so us moms living more simply, what is it going to look like? Immediately my mind goes to the toys. (laughs) And this is something that I do. I don't talk about a ton. I, 
part of me like feels guilty, but I donate and get rid of a lot of my girls' toys regularly for multiple reasons. One, visual clutter. My mind, I can't have visual clutter. I am, <laughs> I have undiagnosed ADD. And <laughs> when I see a room full of stuff, my mind goes crazy. Like I can't focus on a conversation if there is just mess everywhere. I cannot, I cannot. Meanwhile, my desk is kind of messy right now, but that's, that's beside the point. The toys, I like to declutter on a regular basis. It's not like I do, it's not something I do one, like on the first of every month. It's just like when inspiration strikes and I'm like, all right, it's time. It's time to go through these. So living more simply with your kids, I believe can be done with getting, you know, cleaning out the toys, keeping the, the ones that they like, the really good quality ones. Um, I just really truly believe that kids don't need all of this stuff to have fun. I actually recently found an Instagram reel. I think it was like a TikTok that went viral that was posted on Instagram. But this mom gave away or donated 90% of her kids' toys. And that caught my attention. And then she went on to talk about how before the Industrial Revolution, there really weren't there was no toy industry. Like kids played with household things. Like they played with pots and pans. They played with a shovel in the yard. Like they were not <laughs> playing with Paw Patrol cars and like little toy pets. They were playing with actual animals outside. <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting. I'm like, wow, you're right. Like, this is so true. Cause think about how often your kids want to help you when you're cooking and they want to play with like the kitchen utensils and things that they're quote unquote, not supposed to play with. But uh, yeah. So anyways, living simply, I think could be done by reducing the amount of stuff in general, but with, as a mom, reducing the amount of toys, it's going to help with that visual clutter. It's going to make cleanup time a lot easier, just saying. And then decluttering every, everything. I like to do it this time of year, just like purging, purging. Like what do we not need? Kids, what clothes doesn't fit for me? What have I not worn that entire last year that is sitting in my closet? If I didn't wear it all in 2022, there's a big chance I'm not going to wear it in 2023. This also helps you cut down on spending too. Like when you go, like you don't even feel the need to go to a store. Once you start purging and you realize how much stuff you own, oh my gosh, you're like, holy cow, I don't need to bring another TJ Maxx or Marshalls or Target bag home ever, like for the next six months. Like we are good. We are good. <laughs> enjoying the simple things in life. Like it happens so much when we're on our phones, looking on Instagram, what other people are doing. But we, for me, I often feel like I need to do more things to have this like grand life. Do you ever feel like that? Like, oh, we don't ever go on vacations. That's one thing with me and Justin and the girls. I'm like, we don't ever go on vacation. We go on like a trip here or there, but it never... It's always like for a reason. I was going to say, parents never go on vacation with their kids, but you know what I mean? Like we always have a reason. It's for a, a family gathering or a wedding or we moved to Florida. Like that was like our family trip, you know? I just, we never go on vacations for the sole purpose of like relaxing. And I feel like we need to do this because if we don't, we are not having a full life. Is that true? No. So maybe finding joy, enjoyment, in these simple things like drinking our coffee together in the morning while the girls are playing. Like, can we find joy in that? That is such a simple thing, but it's also like so beautiful. Just like, wow, that really is beautiful. And then <laughs> another simple thing, like giving the girls baths. I feel like I need to do that more. Like 
I I have so many memories of like giving the girls baths. It was like it's a daily task that sometimes feels like age four and I don't want to do it. But it's like such like a simple thing that I will always remember. And I feel like the girls remember. Like I can remember taking baths when I was a kid. Okay. So simple. Live simply. I love that. Okay. All right. Here we go. Kimmy. <laughs> she wrote time management. Time management, which was mine kind of. I guess mine is time management related. If you did not hear my goal or my New Year's resolution, it is in one of my earlier podcast episodes. So hers, time management, this could be mean. I mean, I I don't know about you, but maybe you run late. Maybe you are a late leaver. <laughs> maybe you're getting ready at the time you're supposed to leave your house and that's what you want to get better at. So as a mom, how are we going to do this? How are we not going to be late for things in the new year? Well, what helps me is the night before. Like, I feel like there's nothing you can do in the morning to prep to be on time. Even if you have to leave the house, let's say you wake up at six, got to leave the house by nine. For me personally, there's so much I do in the mornings that I cannot prep for the leaving of my house. It has to be done the night before. And I mean everything. Like I have done this with the girls. Like I will have to leave the house at 7 a.m. with all three girls by myself to get Ayla to school on time. And what I do is I literally pack everything the night before. I'm talking, we pick out our clothes. I pack the girls' shoes, like everything. I pick out what we're going to eat for breakfast the night before. If that is something you can get on board with, I'm telling you, it makes your mornings so seamless. Even if something spills, like we're good. We are good. We, everything is ready to go. All you have to do is get in the car. (laughs) Like literally, that's all you have to do. So I'm talking diaper bag, stocked, breakfast, laid out in the fridge. Like all you have to do is like pop it in the microwave, like everything ready to go. My coffee mug or my tea mug is ready with my tea bag, like everything ready to go. Like that is the one thing that has helped me with morning time management. And then, I mean, just throughout the day as well, having as much ready, like we talked about having those workout clothes laid out for you, prep as much as you can. That's like my biggest tip for time management as a mom. The other thing is put your phone down. Put, put your phone down. Don't look at the screen. You will get so much done when you're not looking at your phone screen. That's why I have this podcast now. You can listen while you're making your bed and folding laundry. You can listen while you're doing dishes. Just pop those little earbuds in, get out the vacuum. You're going to have a clean house and you're going to get to listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's not like Instagram. Like It literally consumes you mind, body, and soul. <laughs> sometimes. But like literally when you have to hold a phone in your hand, you have to look with your eyes, listen with your ears. Like it's really hard to multitask when you're on Instagram. Let's be honest, put the phone down. You will get so much more done. There we go. I said it. Okay. So those are some tips for time management. All right. Courtney said, read more books for 2023. I have not been reading books like I used to. Oh my gosh. I, I used to read so many books, but guess how? Because I became a mom, I couldn't read. I could not get a paperback book and be like flipping through the pages on the couch. <laughs> no way. That just stopped happening. I switched to audiobooks. I got an Audible account. I think I'm still being charged for it, which I should probably cancel at this point because I haven't been using it. But if this is a resolution for you, I highly recommend Audible. It's amazing. I would listen to books anytime we were in a car. Anytime. I would fly, I would read books in like, I mean, I know some people that are speed readers. 
that is not me. I need to like absorb the information. And yes, it is different when you're listening to it and you got to like rewind. You're like, what did they say? Or like, oh, that was a good, oh, like, and you can't highlight it. Like I love highlighting. So I did lose that sense of like that part of the book reading, you know, like, but it's not the same. I'm just going to say it's not the same, but I was, I was still listening to so many books and I was listening to a lot of like self-development type of books. Everything, we're just moving to audio. All right. We got the podcast now, Audible. We are listening to our information, (laughs) turning off Instagram. We're putting our phones down. We are still listening, but our phones are down and we are productive in 2023. So read more books. Another thing is if you start a monthly book club, I thought about doing this with my college roommates. I was like, you guys, we should start a book club and do a book a month. And then I actually changed it. And I was like, I actually would rather do a documentary each month. And we just like, you know, (laughs) watch one documentary and we schedule time to sit down and talk about it. (laughs) Even if it's like a Zoom call or a phone call, whatever. Um, But yeah, you could start your own book club. I think that would be really fun with your friends. Be like, hey, it's a totally like no pressure commitment, but I'm reading this book for the month of January. And I plan on reading this one for February. I'd love for you to join me. If you're in, you're in. Let me know. Hit me up. I think that would be really fun to do some with your mom friends. Um, also, to read more books, I would make this a, a resolution for your kids as well. For even their toddlers, babies, maybe have like a book rotation going every month. So you take out like three new books a month. You rotate, or maybe you need more than that. <laughs> rotate through those books with them so that they get used to like when mommy reads, I read. Or like reading is something we do in this house. What is someone who reads daily or, you know, someone who reads a lot of books, what is their life like? What is their home like? What do they keep in their diaper bag? Probably books (laughs) in their purse. All right, moving on. For the girl who wrote, have more joy waiting for pregnancy. Have more joy. I can't wait to pick out those baby clothes. Actually, I'm going to go to the store and look at them right now. I cannot wait to hold my baby. I cannot wait or take it the next step. And I used to do this journaling was I would start a statement as if it had already happened. So I am so happy and grateful now that, and then you could write, I'm so happy and grateful now that I have my sweet baby girl in my, in her crib. I'm so happy and grateful now that I found the perfect job that has a daycare in the office. <laughs> I'm so happy and grateful now that fill in the blank. Okay. These are mindset shifts. So these take time. And this is something you won't be able to see like visual results of. This is something that you have to practice. Like it's something I'm just speaking for myself. Like I have to practice doing this stuff daily. And the more you do it, the quicker you'll be able to turn the negative talk into positive talk. Other things, like I said, what would someone who has, who has positive self-talk, what would their house look like? What would their daily routine look like? Well, I bet they have positive, maybe affirmations on their mirror. Maybe they have like a little, a calendar where each day you rip off and it has like a new positive thought. Maybe they're journaling every day. I think we could all use this. I think we could all be doing these. If it feels really good for you, please add that one on. And that's something you could do like just like a monthly check-in with yourself, like once a month. What are you so happy and grateful now that? Like fill that in. Okay. I am actually shocked at how many women responded and their first name is Kim. <laughs> so many Kims have like written in. Wow. It's kind of weird. It's like a Kim community. All right. I want to talk about this one because it's very mom specific. All right. Two right here. So to become a good mom and she wrote good in quotations. 
she's also still pregnant. So (laughs) you're going to be a great mom, number one. You are going to be a great mom because you are going to love your child. There's no such thing as a perfect parent. There's no such thing as a perfect mom. Like moms make mistakes. And I think that's something we should also be talking to our kids about just so that they don't put these expectations on themselves to be perfect and to be perfect parents in the future, right? So you are going to be a good mom. You're going to be a good mom. And then also someone wrote, be more patient with my girls. So let's just talk about like parenting, being a better parent. How are we going to do that in 2023? I know for me, what shift I had to make to be a better mom was to separate the time that was like productive time versus like very kid focused patient mom time. (laughs) Because I was, I work from home, you know, I work for myself. I am my own boss. I do my own, like I have my own like schedule, but I was at home with three kids, like trying to film workouts and edit and email, like reading emails is so hard when you have kids around. It it just is. So for me, I had to separate. I had to be like, okay, I have to figure out kid time versus like work slash productivity time. And I was able to make a list and I want you to do this. Make a list of things you can do with your kids present and then make a list of things that really need your undivided attention or like things that feel stressful if you try to do with your kids around. And you might be like, you know what, emptying the dishwasher is really stressful because my kids (laughs) climb inside of it. (laughs) Maybe it's something like that, that you're like, I need to do this right when they go to bed or like in the morning before they get up or at a a nap time. Like what is your nap time hustle list? Like what are the like things that you can only do or that feel best to do when, when they're preoccupied or when they're sleeping? Or when you have a sitter or when dad's home, you know, like what are those things? So for me, filming workouts, you know, reading and responding to emails, creating new content, like that stuff is easier when I have this piece in common. Do you hear me right now? Like you can maybe hear there's a construction going outside, (laughs) going on outside, but like they're not kids. If I tried to record this with the girls, I would have been interrupted two minutes in like six times. I'm not even joking. So, and that's not their fault. So what can you do with the kids and what can you do or need to do without them? Some things to do with the kids. Okay. So here's what I'm going to tell you. When I am now with the girls and I'm like, this is my mom time. I am full on mom. Things that help are putting my phone down (laughs) because for some reason, like nothing on my phone is more important than the girls. But sometimes when I'm like watching something or yeah, like literally I'll be like scrolling and I want to hear what someone's going to say. And I can't because the girls are talking. Like I get frustrated and I'm like, Whoa, I got to put my phone down. So that's number one. Number two, give your kids eye contact and like lots of it, (laughs) lots of eye contact. I notice like I can be like picking up toys. And if Rosie's talking to me, she doesn't feel like I'm listening unless I'm looking at her. And I think we can relate to this too. You know, like if your husband is like in the kitchen, moving things around, trying to make himself something to eat and you're talking and you're like, is he, is he listening to me? Because he is not looking in my direction or making any sign that he is listening. So I love to give my girls direct eye contact and tell them like, I am listening. I hear you. And then repeating it back to them. Like if Rosie's like, I want a snack. Like, I hear you want a snack. I hear that you're hungry. Let's finish cleaning up and then we can go get a snack. 
Um, but being more patient was the, <laughs> the main thing that I want to get back to. So I do believe that if you are, you know, separating your work time and your family time, or even like your productivity time, I guess we could call it, and family time, you are going to be able to be more patient, especially if you are, you know, able to get that productivity time in, whether it's when the kids are sleeping, when you have a sitter twice a week, uh, when your husband gets home, whatever it might be, it will make it easier for you to be more patient. And don't be hard on yourself because it is hard (laughs) to be patient when you've got a lot like a laundry room full of clothes, half dirty, half clean, the dishwasher's going like, or it needs to be run. It's the sink is full of dishes. Like it is hard to be patient when there's so much to do. So being able to have that time separation and get those tasks done in the windows, or at least know, like, I'm going to do this when, you know, the sitter walks in the door at 12 or when the girls go down at noon time, I can get this done. So right now, I'm just going to be focused on this present moment. All right, other things to help with patience. For me, if I know I need a break, I will just, I just need to walk away. I'm like, there is nothing. I cannot calm down right now. I don't want to scream. I am going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my cool really quick. Or it's already gone. My cool is gone. I am not cool. I am freaking flaming and I need a break. <laughs> if I feel like that, I will remove myself from the room. If Justin's home, I was like, babe, and I just like, go outside. I don't even know. Just hide. If he's not home, I just like go into another room. You could try putting on some really loud music and singing along to it, like angry singing, which ends up turning into fun singing. Maybe just throw yourself a little dance party. Maybe you need to cry, throw yourself a pity party, but it is hard to force yourself to be patient in those moments. Like it's nearly impossible, nearly impossible to just be like, just be patient. Like that's going to stress you out even more. So just have that moment, maybe take 10 deep breaths silently, or maybe it's loud out there, but like you're in a bathroom, just turn off the lights, breathe. (sighs) Say, I'm going to make a cup of tea and have a CBD gummy and we are going to try again. (laughs) So we have our own moments of just pure, like, infuriation. Like I cannot stand this anymore. Like I'm in being impatient right now, but we also have to remember our kids feel like that too. Our kids feel like that all the time because they have so much less control over everything and they want things a certain way. And you know, they're not getting done or, you know, they want to go to the park, but they can't cause you won't bring it. It's just like, imagine how frustrating that is. So they lose their patience too. And I think that's important to remember is we're all human. That's just part of it. But yeah, if you want to be more patient, I recommend that time separation and then, you know, noticing maybe what's setting you off, (laughs) setting you off. What's making you, what really makes you feel impatient? Is it watching your kids put their socks on? Because maybe we just play with socks, right? Like how do we help our kids learn how to put their socks on so that it's quicker when we have to leave the house and you don't lose your patience? Let them play with some socks all day. Let's put our socks on. Okay. Take them off. Put your socks on. Take them off. Let them practice those little things. So that when it is time to leave the house, they can put their own socks on or shoes or whatever it might be. I'll end with the good mom, being a good mom. I want to be a good mom this year. 2023, I want to be a excellent mom. Well, you are going to be an excellent mom for your kids. And what's excellent for your kids might not be good for your neighbor's kids, your friend's kids, my kids, right? So I want you to think about what it is that your kids need specifically. Do they need one-on-one time if you have more than one? 
do they need more structure? Like, do they need more activities throughout the day? Do they need like a, a creative outlet? What is it? What do your kids need? And it doesn't have to be like, if I'm saying like, they need struggle, they need creative outlets. You don't need to like buy them a painting set and like, it could literally be like a colored pencil on a piece of paper or even just paper. Let them fold paper and like play with paper and rip it up. Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. But to keep this resolution that you have of being a good mom, remember that the, it needs to be something that you can maintain throughout the year that you can do on those tough weeks. Not that it has to be perfect on the tough weeks, but like it has to be something so for example, the crafts, like if you're like, oh, I'm going to be the best mom this year and you go out and you buy all the Melissa and Doug paint sets and craft supplies and activities and then you're two weeks in and you're like, this stuff is so messy. I am so exhausted. Like I, I don't feel like cleaning up crafts. Like just make it something that you can maintain. So with the structure, maybe you're like my, my, my kids would excel. Like I would be such a good mom if we had just a little more structure in our day. You don't have to map out every 10 minute segment of your entire day and have it on this bullet bulletin board in your house. And <laughs> like, you don't have to do that. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Make or choose something that's going to work for you and your family, which is going to be different than every other family, right? Because you guys are different. You are special. You have your kids and what you do for them is going to be different than what I am going to do for my girls. Maybe we can use some of the same ideas and processes, but it's just going to look different. But the most important thing, if you are looking to be a good mom in 2023, if you want to be the best mom for your kids, you are going to have to take care of yourself. You are going to have to take care of you. Even if you can do the whole surviving thing, like just, you know, I am just, we've all been there and you might have a couple of those days or weeks throughout this next year of like, you just feel like you're floundering. You're, you just feel like you're living for your kids. Like you're just feeding them. You're not sleeping that great. Oof. It's rough. And I don't want that to be your every day. I want you to be taking care of yourself. Literally, that could just be the bare minimum, right? Like making sure you're showering, doing your skincare routine. Maybe you even just set up a bedtime routine for yourself of having a hot cup of tea, putting on some eye gels, putting some relaxing music on, wearing your cozy pajamas. Like it doesn't have to like, I hope this doesn't sound like extremely crazy to you. Like I want it to be something simple that you can stick with that makes you feel good at the end of the day. And then it's also something in the beginning of the day. How can you take care of yourself so that you can be a good mom? Cause it is going to be really hard. It is really hard. You know, on those days when you don't feel great, when you're tired and you're like, I have not done a single thing for myself. I am in this, in the ocean. I am waiting for my, life raft, like SOS, send help. Like I am drowning here. We don't want that. That is not the day to day for you. Mm -mm, no. So you are going to take care of yourself, small, maintainable, actionable steps every day. Or maybe it's like a weekly thing you're going to do for yourself. And then a monthly thing you're going to do for yourself so that you can feel good, which will then lead to you being a better mom. You're going to be a better wife. You're going to be better 
community member. You're going to be a light in this world. You already are, but you're going to be even better when you are taking care of yourself. And I think that's where we're going to wrap it up here. Okay. If you want to like New Year's resolutions are great. I hope you got the ideas or an idea, maybe like a little tidbit. If you could please tell me what your idea is, either DM me. We did start an Instagram for the Your Glowing Podcast. It's called, it's the at handle, Your Glowing Podcast. And your is spelled Y-O-U-R-E, okay? There should be an apostrophe there, but you cannot, cannot do apostrophes on Instagram handles, so... Your glowing podcast, the correct your. <laughs> All right, let me know over on that Instagram handle what your New Year's resolution is. What tip, like what little tip of information you got from this? Something that was helpful, something that you're going to apply. I cannot wait, and I'm going to hold you accountable. So please check in with me. And I hope your 2023 is off to a great start. Like I said, it's going to be an amazing year. We are going to do so much together. Thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.